Here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork pop out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The black IPA is delicious. And welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I forgot what this was for a second. <laughs> Who am I'm I? I'm Brad Schulinski. <laughs> What's up, Brad? I'm Nick White. I'm already forgetting stuff, and we haven't even opened the big stouts yet. Well, our control beer, well, there's 12 big beers. Our control beer is seven. Is like 6.5% right. IPA. So, But it feels like it should be lighter because of the name. You know, okay, potato. <laughs> like, that just feels like that should be a very light beer. This is Roaring Table. Um, a brewery that I really dig, man. Uh, 6.6% uh, India Pale Ale, Brad. Yeah, I think whenever I have Roaring Table, I'm always like, oh, these are good, and why am I not drinking these more? Yeah. And then I also have to think about where they're even located. For That's why I'm where probably not drinking. It doesn't say out there. It's probably on the can. Uh, Lake Zurich. Yeah. Same as um, P3. P3, okay. It's out there, man. Right. It's 1090, you just... To be like Zurich, right? No, 1090 was um, Glenview. Oh, they're still on the way are to they Lake. Still, they're still in Glenview. Though. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought they were also Lake Zurich yeah. way back when. But yeah, that's this is our control base beer. We are not drinking twelve stouts. Uh, we did that with Oktoberfest, and that got a little out of hand. It was fun though. It was good to see Sergio yeah. too, and you know we got a little loopy. It's, right. it's nice to get loopy with the Oktoberfest. <laughs> so we're just gonna do two, and we kind of missed talking about both Deepwoods' latest releases. Yeah, I think we probably we... mentioned they were happening. Yeah, just kind of dropped the ball on drinking them, but then I think you were out of town, then Fobab, and it, we just got off course. Right. So we have uh, from the previous release, it was Cafe Deeth. Uh, Death Star, or Death Star, whatever you want to call it, and Death by Cherries, or Death by Cherries. Yeah. And they're interchangeable. I think you can right. go Death or Death for any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of depends on how it comes in the wording. I think I want to say, like, Death Star, but then I'll say Cafe Death. Same. Yeah. Or I would, I don't go Death by Cherries, I go Death by Cherries. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm the same way. And then the latest release, what do you have on that side? What is this? We've got a Ryeway, which I think is the best of all of these. Uh, Straight jacket and um, double barrel VSOD, DB VSOD. But we're not going to drink the best of them all. We're gonna I just mean in the in the history of all of them. Okay. My favorite one is Ryeway, I think. I, I wanted to do Death by Cherries because it's been a while since I had that one. Yeah. And then the letters because... People go nuts for these letters. It's um, it's in demand. This double bro VSOD. So I'm gonna I'm gonna crack the cherry. All right. Um, anything new or different with this one over previous cherries? Because they've done cherry before. Yeah, like outside of the updated can art, right? I don't know if it's much different. It's um, 
Well, the base for Death Star is an oatmeal stout. And um, this is a barrel-aged oatmeal stout with cherry, from what I gather. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure, probably if you were there, you could, they could tell you what the barrels were, but it just says bourbon barrels. Yeah, I think um, they're partial to certain barrels. I forget which ones they talk about. Um, but I feel like, we were talking about Buffalo Trace before the show started. I feel like Buffalo Trace is in the mix Okay. for those guys, too. Oh, man. <clears throat> That is smooth, but it has that like cough syrup, uh, like smooth, like coating you get with like cherry flavored things. It's a difficult play, cherry in general. Um, I didn't get the cough syrup on the first sip. I did get the chocolate. I get big chocolate mm-hmm. with cherry. I do yeah. get that. Um, this was one of my favorites when we sat on them and yeah. visited them like months later. When the first, last time around, okay. I thought it, I thought the cherry rounded out, got real soft. Yeah. It was nice. I don't think it's like it's not cough syrup <clears throat> taste. It's more of a cough syrup mouth feel. Like it's very like it's, funny. it's like coating. Like okay. cough syrup supposed to like coat your throat. That no, that that and that I, that I, I, agree I, with I that. get from this. Where it's just like, oh, this is gonna solve all your problems, or in this case, create all your problems. It almost um yeah like. Like an elixir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know, I, I see what you're saying. That's nice. All right, I'm going to open this other one, too. We're, yeah, we'll let's do it. We'll back and forth as we talk about uh, the past couple weeks. So yeah. double barrel, very special old, old teeth. Yeah. Okay. So um, where VSOJ is the barley wine, straight jacket. What's the, there's there's a um, oh, institutionalized as the unbarrel aged version of straight jacket. Okay. Where and this is um this is deep this is old special deep and then very VSO <clears throat> double barrel VSOJ was the one I think uh, Shalanda was on with us and that was the one everyone went nuts for right that was like it was snowing when the release dropped and the guys were saying hey we got the most wanted can in the world right now yeah it was it was a moment and, you know because it was the return of that beer it's the second time they okay. brewed it and I was like it's good it's not the like wait line in the snow right that was a scene or pay it was it a was, crazy amount of money to have afterwards yeah and i think um what's different i could be wrong what's different about this though is that um they for sure are using double barrel refers to bourbon in the first barrel but then french oak is the second barrel okay yeah so essentially like wine barrels i get like a grapiness out of it like i it was very weird and going from cherry and then I'm like, I guess like a purple hue on this, but like in my mind, I was like, that's kind of grape juicy. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, port or fucking, it's some sort of fruit. It's some sort of like dark, sweet fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, the Double Barrel VSOJ, they're, I think, because I was telling them, I was like, you know, we know double barrel things in general on the stout side to be kind of like just big chocolate, big oak, big booze, right? Yeah. But and then it kind of that's the end of it. Whatever layers you get from you know from the barrel. But with this, where you're introducing this wine barrel, you're kind of adding some of that complexity where it kind of tastes like a chocolate covered fruit, or it kind of tastes like a wine, or you know, mm-hmm. it kind of tastes like other things. It's like kind of got these ribbons of these other layers. It's kind of yeah. cool. Uh-huh. But it's totally different than what I was expecting it to be. Right. Going yeah. back to the cherry and oh, then, sure. like, it, they both just feel like 
very desserty. Like you are, we're coming off of Thanksgiving, and when you have Thanksgiving, you often have like four different desserts on a plate sometimes, and yeah. it's just sort of that feeling of like, oh, let me take a bite of the cherry pie, and I'll get this apple. That's oh, true. and here's some little, I don't know, Jello or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think the um, I was trying to find ABVs here without fucking wasting it everywhere. Um, Death by oh. Cherry is 14, 14.3. But I think the, the superpower in this uh, double barrel is that it is 17.9. Whoa. Right. So the fact that they kind of, the fact that it's 17.9 and tastes like that is kind of like, oh, okay, this is this is sorcery here, right? Right. Like, how'd you pull that off? Like, it doesn't, if you, I wouldn't have known that, you know, like just tasting them. Like, I, it, does, I would, it doesn't, it doesn't pour like assumed- that. You know, just like all the others, that 13 to 15 range. So that part is very cool. Yikes, okay. Yeah. So we could be passed out. I mean, you know, <laughs> Friday Junior, man. You know? Uh, and then since we're on Rev, you yeah. were just there uh, drinking any of these or just seeing what else they had to offer? No, um, I was telling Brad in the pre-show, you know, there's a car dealership by Rev, and I was there for an hour and stressed. So luckily they were there to, you know, Cure my ales. Okay. You know, um, with some ales. With some ales, I started with the um, with the Red Skull. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I don't see that one too often. Nine point three, uh, and then I moved into a dark lager called Progress, but they spelled it like the way you spell the Czech Prague. What's is oh. Prague the city or is Czech? Czech is the country and Prague's the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they spelled Progress the way you spell Prague, Prague. the town. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And this so, is their newest one because I saw the cans. Okay. Um, um, social stuff yeah so i tried those and then um i want to say there's a black ipa or a hoppy stout on it i can't remember which one it's uh god damn it i should have took a picture of the board um but this one we've seen before um really nice it's it's a it's a hoppy stout okay. i can't can't think of any missed out for shit man not eugene yeah. no no eugene's the porter and they have peanut butter eugene on okay i can't think of the name of the stout but um i actually think i like the stout out of all the ones I had, I liked the stout and the and the progress. Oh. I thought the um, Red Skull was fine, but the, the older I get, man, I'm kind of out on super hoppy stuff. I kind of like the, uh, whether it's a dark lager or a regular lager or just something malty. I'm like m- more into that now. Sure. I like a pale. I like hoppy flavors, but a big 9% IPA. Yeah, some of those big extremes. Yeah, like. I think like it's fine, but it wasn't as good as these other ones for me okay. that night. So that was cool. Um, man, shout out to the whole crew because I saw everybody there for some reason. Uh, everybody but Doug. So John Carruthers was there. You know, we're talking about fucking uh, Honda minivans and shit. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, VSO Marty's there. And then chairman of the board, Josh Deeth, walked in. Um, but yo, I'm talking to Marty, and um, and this dude—he's a really fun listen. I was remember when we used to do the Zoom calls with them, yeah, for the preview stuff. And I was like, I really wish you guys would do that because they really nerd out. And I think he was talking about how, um, well, the next two uh, releases in the On and On series, the collaboration with Half Acre. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so part three is coming out, and then there's, there's going to be a part four, and they're both focusing on double barrel beers. Okay. Didn't two suck? <sighs> Which one? I forget. One of them. I think the first one was better than the second one. The first one was an Imperial Rye Porter. Okay. I really liked that one. The second one was a barley wine. It wasn't as good as the first one. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so this one, the third one is they took two recipes, one stout, one barley wine, and they're going to blend them. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? 
<laughs> I didn't understand. I'm like, why would you do that? And he was like, because we got a philosophy here on, you know, malt value versus like bourbon flavor value. And we're trying to get the most flavors out of these things. Okay. So, and so he starts going into like how he blends beers in general. And it was actually pretty interesting because he's like, uh, you know, we'll take this barley wine. This barley wine is going to be really sweet, right? And we'll put it in a really young bourbon barrel, like let's say four years. So over a year, that those flavors are going to concentrate and it's going to oxidize. A lot of the liquid's going to leave. It's going to get, you know, syrupy and those bready <clears throat> notes in the barley wine will turn into like fig and fruit notes, right? And it's doing that because there's so much sugar and then there's so much booze in the fucking barrel. Okay. Now for the stout, stouts are the the uh, ingredients in the stout are are antioxidants. It don't oxidize at all, so you're not gonna lose much in that. You know, dark caramel malts, roasted malts, right? So what you're gonna do is put that in a older barrel, like a 15, 20 year old barrel, and you're not really trying to extract a lot of wood flavor at all you just want the bourbon flavor and you're going to keep it in there for like six to eight weeks oh okay so this way when they come together you'll have more flavor than you would if you were to just put those two beers in one barrel oh interesting so yeah so it was it was a real fun conversation that's cool and that's what it reminded me like man i like when these guys fucking break break shit down so yeah you get to learn stuff or we whenever on the call or that's kind of the whole point of i think why maybe we got into this in the first place is you get to learn something and you get to like we're not in the industry but we like to know what's happening or how it was made and yeah i think we all have things that you know we take a deep dive into whether because you know we get paid to do it or we're just really excited about it and the beer is kind of an extension of that so yeah. when the more somebody can talk about shit and not be like a dick about it and be excited about it and then like actually teach you some shit you're like do that again. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, I need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was fun, man. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, let's see. What did I end up doing? Uh, I was out on that blackout Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which we always do a little bar crawl on our way to Simon's for Glug. Top drinking day of the year. Yeah, Black it Friday, seemed uh, subdued a little bit, maybe okay. in the past. Which is weird because it's typically raining in Chicago and it was a nice night, but not as crazy as I feel like it has been in the past. Yeah. Which I guess could be a sign for all the reason beer and drinking is down in general. <laughs> People are just at home drinking. People yeah. are hitting their drizzly and just fucking drinking at home. Right. Yeah. Um, is Glug usually served hot? I know the slushy. I yeah. don't, I'm making my way around to the actual Glug. Though. Yeah, regular Glug's hot. Okay. All right. Warm wine. So you come in a little fancy uh, cup with a little handle? Yeah, they got a little teacup. Or not teacup, like little glass cup kind of things. It's nice. These things make me happy, Brad. But we always start at Beguile, and this is my time to get their Christmas ale because it comes out around this that time every year. And so I get my one Christmas ale from Beguile, and I'm good. And it's, it's always enjoyable. It's tasty. It's, uh, and it gets me in the mood for the season. This is your tradition. Yeah. I like that. And then we uh, went over to Dovetail after that. Sometimes we have skipped Dovetail and gone to Hot Butcher or uh, gone to other places. But we made it easy, went to Dovetail this time. Yeah. It was close night, apparently, upstairs, which we did not partake in. The service where you can get the, uh, the rod... There's a word for the for the uh, the coast glass. The, that's the rod, but yeah. the the thing that the coast glasses all sit in, yeah. twelve or so. But you just have a card, and you basically it's a uh, 
the steakhouse places. Oh, like uh, fuck with the chow. Yeah, uh, like ch- churrascaria. Like go keep <laughs> keep these cultures coming, and then like they flip them over, and then they just mark your card uh-huh. with like a little slash. That's funny. And then you, when you're done, you just pay downstairs. I like that, man. We did not do that. It we can... were just kind of like one beer and out. Now, big group or? Uh, there was like eight. So, so you could have done it. Well, you can you can just go up there by yourself. We, I could have you could have went by yourself for culture. Oh, but then you you wouldn't have made it to another spot. But I'm saying with eight people though, you probably could have tackled a, a culture service. Everybody get a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we decided not to. Maybe one guy went up there and got like one. Yeah. And just like okay, I'm done. I did my w- one little culture and I was out. But I ended up getting it wasn't. A Radler, but it was like a Radler. It's not called a Radler. It was called something else. I think it was their Hefeweizen mixed with uh, soda. Okay. It wasn't bad. I like that. And then it's a nice alternative to just having a big-ass beer. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I didn't really know what I wanted. And after, you know, the German romp, I was like, I don't know. I'm not feeling like I don't want a Dunkel. I yeah. just don't want these right now. No, I hear that. Um one of my favorite beers to get sometimes, man, is the uh, Stiegel uh, grapefruit or the raspberry in a can, tall boy. It's like two and a half percent. Yeah. It's just good. Right. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. So that's kind of what that was. <clears throat> then we went over to Colval, which I hadn't been, I've only been there to buy uh, like holiday gifts for people. Okay. And so I've never actually drank there. It's a weird space that. Feels like you're in like a, a CB2 showroom. They got the bean bags. They got the fucking furniture. Yeah, they got the weird furniture. There's lots of like kitchen tables set up. It's uh, yeah, and then the um, and that's their bigger space because they were well, they didn't have a they had a storefront, but they didn't have a tasting room. Yeah, this is back when they were down the street where Urban Brew Labs and Metro were. And Koval was the neighbor. Yeah. And then there's too much artwork on the wall that's hung too low, which is something like people <laughs> do in their house. Is really so I was like, I'm not a fan of this space. It feels like you're waiting to see the doctor when you're in there. Brad is giving Koval a stern talking to on this show right now. Uh, but I ended up getting a, what, a Gin Ricky? And quit hanging these motherfucking pictures so low. So low. The highest ceilings and your pictures are below eyesight. All right. Get bigger fucking pictures or get like a mural. Get someone. There's lots of great artists in Chicago that will paint murals on your wall and take advantage of all the space. So you're not buying your Pier 1 home goods pictures. I got nothing. <laughs> so you had to. So you had the gin ricky. I had a gin ricky. It was good. I never had a gin ricky. Before. I don't know what that is. It was a cocktail of some kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, was kind of nice. They. I like that they do the whole gamut, right? Uh, rye, bourbon, um, liqueurs, gin. Uh, fuck right. I think they probably do vodka. Yeah. They. It's not just a joint where we just sell bourbon. Right. They do a lot of stuff. I was surprised they didn't have. A larger menu, like they have a coffee machine, so I don't know if you could just get a coffee. There wasn't any non-alcoholic or mocked cocktail things, which maybe you could ask for one, but it wasn't on the menu, so it's sort of like, I felt like it was missing something. Did you sit in the beanbags? 
No, we sat at the kitchen table. <laughs> As a family. <sighs> yeah. They have a patio, but I've oh, never gone do. in the warm weather months. Okay. I just notice it to the side there. And then since uh, me and the other guy were on our bikes, we hopped on our bikes and rode up to Simon's. Man. So That's two, right. two beers and a cocktail, and then on to some glug. That's a romp. Um, I do like Koval. Koval's in all 50 states. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Koval's a pretty big operation. Oh, because they don't make everything there. They got a facility up in um, uh, Michigan, oh, they okay. were saying. So that's just their tasting room, but I don't even think... I think uh, the big production facilities up in Michigan. Yeah. Well, we were talking mm-hmm. about bourbon and whiskeys before the show. How do you feel about their stuff? You know, it's funny. Um, they're woman-owned. They're the oldest distillery in Chicago. Um, I'd, I'm more likely to go to the tasting room than to actually own a Koval bottle of bourbon. Sure. The, if I get anything from Koval, I have one in my freezer. It's the, uh, the cranberry liqueur thing. Oh, okay. I fucking love this thing. I did that and some fuzzy bubbles, like some Prosecco, maybe a splash of gin, a little fucking squeeze of lime. That's like the only cocktail you would for sure have at my place. Oh, Because like, okay. I don't really keep a bunch of stuff, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah. But I love that stuff. I keep it in the freezer all year. That's that's my favorite thing they make is that it's like a cranberry gin liqueur. It's like macerated cranberries and gin, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like 30 bucks a bottle. You can buy it at Target. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Now, what I do, um, Koval, they don't blend. So every whiskey you get is a single barrel. So, And that's interesting because I don't know anybody else that does it like that. Right. I mean, I like their rye and I like their bourbon. For some reason, I just never buy it. Yeah, I feel like whenever I've had it, I'm like, this isn't bad, but I don't want it. Like, I don't want to I don't want to own it. I never left there saying, I need a bottle of this. Right. So I just, yeah, that's why I don't have it. And which is fucked up because it's like a, probably should be drinking that more. We than... should be drinking more Koval. Yeah, but we don't. I don't know who's. I don't. I don't think it's our fault. No, we no. we should want like obviously if it was better, we would be there with a bottle, right? Yeah, I mean, now all right. Well, now I'm gonna fuck. I, I never thought about it enough to even like get it and say how does it compare to all the stuff from Kentucky? Because you know what I do drink a lot of is few spirits. Okay. I think they're, uh, they had a, a, a 10th anniversary four grain bourbon yeah. that was really nice. They had a, a gin that was really good. Not not the American gin. They had like another gin. Oh, uh, like Earl Grey kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, that was nice. I had a bourbon from them that was um, infused with something called uh, some kind of Chinese tea. Hmm. So it was called a, a, the Immortal immortal bourbon and the an immortal reference to tea. Right. Here it, we are. There was some super cool fucking snakes and dragons and shit all on the bottle. I was like, I, fu- I fu- actually, to be honest, I fuck with few more than I fuck with Koval. Right, so here we are like, Koval, I don't know what you're doing, but few is doing it better. Yeah, that's but, fair. But few's not in all 50 states. Mm-mm. So Koval must be doing something right. We should revisit it. this. I think... You can get a little three-pack right. of their whiskeys. I think trying them against everything that's already open on a shelf would be a bad... I think a, I have a little uh, bottle. I'm kind of curious to see, like, what... Get to the bottom of it yeah. if I can. I think I have it, and I was like, you know what? I got I think I've had it for a couple of years. I was like, I got to get rid of this little bottle. Yeah. Put it out for a Christmas party, and, like, let's get this drink to 
make room for other stuff too. Yeah. Like that's one of the problems when you have all those bottles, you like can't add more bottles. You gotta, gotta drink stuff so you can buy more stuff. Yeah, you gotta drink it or give it away. Yeah. Or sell it. Or or sell it. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was my only stops, like Beguile Dovetail. Cobal, so that's a good romp. Local, um, local man. There's a. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm in my car all the time. Okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's one called Craft Beer and Brewing, and apparently they have a publication. Um, oh, but they had a readers poll on the best breweries in the country, and um, both uh, Dovetail and Hot Butcher were on this list. Really? Yeah, for like mid uh, for mid sized breweries. And I forget the definition. 15,000 or less. That sounds about right. Yeah. We were in our like romp. We've gone last year. We went to Hot Butcher because that was the first year they were open. And everyone in our group of people were just like, I don't mind Hot Butcher, but we don't want Hot Butcher. And we were just, at one point, I think we talked like, has the hype worn off of Hot Butcher? Um, maybe locally, but it sounds like they might have a, they might be as national as like, you know, like other half or tree houses where it's a regional brand or, um, with Trillium, yeah. where it's a regional hot focused brewery, but people outside the region are very excited about them. I think it might be like that. Now, I don't know what the hype is on those breweries I named, but I'm saying like, but you hear more people talk about like phase three over hot butcher now. Locally. Yeah. Well, I think phase three's got this layer where they, um. They go into stouts. They well, they have a t- they have a huge barrel program. Right. So and then so in addition to like the IPAs, which I actually think Hot Butcher makes better IPAs than P three, but P three is doing good IPAs and good stouts. And not saying Hot uh, Butcher don't do good stouts. I'm just saying I primarily enjoy their IPAs, and I've never really just had one of their stouts where I was like, man, I gotta I gotta do that again. Do that okay, Whatever. but it just made us think. I was like, oh yeah, maybe I should. I think the last time I was at Half Butcher was a year ago. Yeah, I went there because I was excited. Well, because when I when you think about like maybe the five best IPA producers in Chicago, you could never really put Hot Butcher on the list because they were in I don't know wherever they were at Miskatonic. Sure, yeah, okay. So so I'm excited for them from that perspective because they are they are who they say they are. So now they're here, and you're like, yeah, they're here. I don't I don't need to I don't need to chase them. I'll get them in. You know, I'll get a four pack of Jewel if um. This has always been the argument about uh, New Glarus. As much as we like New Glarus, a lot of reason why we like New Glarus is because we got to go get it. Sure. If New Glarus set up shop at the corner here, next across from Tony's Fire Foods. Be on the shelf. You'd be there twice. Me, you got maybe two, three times a year. And that'd be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Damn. All right. How's the, how are these tasting as they're warming up? Um, I'm so glad we're having cherry, man. I haven't had cherry. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, barrel-aged stouts, man. I, what I forgot to say last week was that I went out to Three Floyds because they, um, the we had the Rari Crochet. I don't know if you remember it. Mm. Back at the old studio. Yeah. Rari Crochet was, um, it was bourbon barrel-aged Dark Lord with freeze-dried uh, raspberries. Right, 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 right. Or ch- cherries or some shit. Oh, but anyway, <clears throat> there were some issues with them. So all the all the community groups were saying, mine is fucked up. If yours is fucked up, go get a go get a different one. Go swap it out for something. Yeah. So they're swapping you out with um, marshmallow hangy, which is pretty fantastic. It's vanilla, 
is bourbon barrel aged vanilla dark so you lord. you went and swapped? So I went and did the swap. Did you know yours was bad? No, they insist. When you ping them, there's two reasons I want to do this. One, I don't want them to start swapping me with a version of the beer that I had that I didn't like. It's like Sunday Thunderstorm, for example. Uh, I don't want the Sunday Thunderstorm. You want the good one now. I want the good one now. So let, I'm going to go now. And then, um, and then other, but they were like, uh, you need, oh, have you opened it? And I'm like, no. They're like, listen, open it, drink it, and then swap it out. If it's oh. fucked up, come swap it out. So I'm like, you know, it's a nice day. Pop it open. And I'm fully expecting to drink this and just and just enjoy it because I didn't want to go to Munster. Yeah, yeah. And then I drink it and I'm like, oh, this shit is fucking vinegar all day. Whoa. Sip one, big vinegar. I'm like, man, it's fucked up. I got to swap it out. So then they swapped it out for me. Oh, so I went to Three Floyds. And the uh, kiosk, the to-go kiosk is no longer in the brewery. It's next door at the uh, distillery. That was the whole point of my story. I got to hang out in the distillery for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic space. I don't know why they're never, not open. Never been to it. Uh, they, I think, well, their their spirits are really expensive, and then they weren't open long before the pandemic. Okay. So. But like I think a few episodes ago, or it was probably like a while ago, I mentioned that Barnaby's pre-mixed cocktail thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So the, their pre-mixed cocktails are really good. Yeah. So I'm sure they're selling those there. Um, when you talk to whoever's there, I think they were saying that. Um, I assume that it may have been from specific barrels of uh, Rari. And he's like, no, we blend everything. Oh, so, so all messed up? So there's no, the only commonality they can think of, because they have, they've opened a few and they taste it just fine. Because Rari Crochet is good. Well, they freeze dry the, um, they freeze dry the, the strawberries. They freeze dry the strawberries. So when you drink it, there's this huge tart fruity pop in the middle of this Dark Lord. So it's nice, a nice beer. Um, oh, but they think the culprit is, um, since all of them weren't fucked up, the culprit is the, uh, bottling, the like bottling. The yeah. Fill Some of the, head. yeah. The fill head or the caps. They think something, there might've been an issue with the caps. Mm. Yeah. So, but, um, oh, I've heard some horror stories about th- those guys and how they wouldn't, uh, they would kind of blame you. Like, it's not, it's not the beer, it's you, oh. you know? So the for them. The fact that they're like. Owning it this time is surprising. Is 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 a, a cheers to them because okay. that's cool because they could have swapped you out with some bullshit. They could have gave you just Dark Lord or the tequila one, or, yeah. you know, or some shit from a few years ago that didn't sell. But no, they're like, no. If you if you got Rari, and we want you to be excited, here's a here's a, a really good one. So yeah, so that was cool. Damn. Okay. <clears throat> nice. Um, there's no more new details on that the brew pub opening back up yet, is there? No, but you know, um, did we talk about this? How they, um, it was in the newspaper. The the, the plans for the uh, new brew pub were in the newspaper in Munster, but Floyd's didn't give them the the, the plans. Oh, <laughs> so the newspaper's running this story without their permission, and Floyd's is like, "You need to take this shit the fuck down." Yeah. So they weren't happy about that. Oh, sure, okay. But yeah, they the ran, and I think. Um, there's Isn't a, there's a restaurant group? Restaurant groups coming in. If I remember this correctly, it's the same restaurant group that runs Roots Pizza. Right, the 50-50. Yeah, right? Yeah, which... You've been to Roots, right? Yeah, I don't mind Roots. We often order their salads because they their pizza is like, eh. Uh, it's um like Iowa style, I want to say. Cedar Rapids style pizza or some shit. Right. Right, it's something strange. Very good mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks are fun. I took my kid there, and she's the, the, the string, like, the pull string. They're like, a, and they're they're massive. They're like a log of cheese. <laughs> it's like, 
Sometimes I'll just eat those. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, man, I saw this and I've been to Roots, and I'm thinking. I'm not driving the monster for Roots. I think the the good old days of Floyd's being the best brew pub that ever existed. Because for me, that's what it was. I'm like, this is the very first time I said to myself, this is the greatest brewery I've ever been to. The first time I ever felt that was Three Floods. And um, I think those days are gone, man. That food was good. I'm like, dude, these motherfuckers don't miss with anything. The best cheese curds, the best burger, you know, crazy fucking ingredients, crazy fucking beers. It was like ground zero for, like, I kind of judge everything else against that. Yeah. But now, it sounds like it's not, it's going to be something totally different now. I'm holding out hope. I'm going to go. But this this sounds a little... What's weird is, like, why wouldn't you work with some Indiana restaurant group? Why are you working with this Chicago restaurant group? I'd like to hear more. Nick Floyd, come on the show. I'd like to hear more about this, but what was I going to say? Oh, because for Dark Lord this year, the coffee that... Because, you know, Dark Lord coffee style. The coffee is from a place called Beam Me Up Roasters. Right, right, at, right around across the street from them. And um, it's a former uh, husband and wife that used to work at the brewery. So if you're doing that for the coffee and you're not using Dark Matter, why wouldn't you go... I don't Local know. Local for your food, too. I don't know. Mm. All curious. I mean, we're, like, we're speculating. But I did see that this roots. I did see that somewhere. Yeah, right. So. Uh, but that's, a, that's what we do. We, we speculate, <laughs> which uh, we got a few new speculations, right? Or uh, <sighs> things that are true and also then speculations. So we heard that Open Outcry is for sale. Um... Not necessarily that they're closing, but this is Beverly. Yeah, that cherry's good, man. Um, open outcry. Well, Will Turner's old spot. Yeah, I think the founder went the first year to selling beer, and then he hired Will Turner. Yeah, and Will Turner came in and um, ramped up the program. Yeah, things were rolling, and then yeah. Will Turner got post and went to. Hailstorm to save their program. To save it, which when shit is out of when shit is out of whack and could be better, you call Will Turner. Yeah, but now <laughs> it look it's looking like you know, I don't know about hail hailstorm. You know, could be next. Oh wow, man! They just expanded with all the fucking. That's my that's you know they waste a lot of money expanding there. That's speculation. Wild, but, wildly. But open um, outcry. They were going to open up a place across the street. There was conversation that um, the, is it a motel across the street? I thought it was a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you were sleeping at the Chinese this mo This motel <laughs> slash Chinese restaurant across slash the street. massage <laughs> parlor. Uh, there, there's a property across the street that they were going to buy. Yeah, that was the conversation last time I was out there. So That, that might have been. Pre-pandemic talk too. They do a good job with the rooftop. They got those domes up there on the yeah. roof, and then um, they're heated in the winter, kind of thing. But who knows? I haven't. I didn't make it this year. Um, I might have went once, but you know, this reminded me. I happened to be there in, at Kings of Convicts, um, up in Highwood or wherever it is. Yeah. I happened to be there the day after they announced that they bought Ballast Point. And the guys were there. So we take this one photo of the guys on Kings of Convicts, the right. Ballast Point guys. And um, he's like, you know, we don't introduce ourselves into that shit. We're just like regular dudes. We want to take photos. 
And he was like, um, man, you'd be surprised how many motherfuckers called us and said we're for sale oh, yeah. after they found out we bought this place. So the fact that they're for sale is not surprising, you know? That was years ago. No. Um, so, but I think it's hard out there because I did see, uh, is it Jerry Nelson from uh, uh, Unani, Hubbard's yeah. Cave? Yeah. He posted on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this. I did see that. Uh, it was, he's like, uh, he for. Was- Small Business Saturday, it was our worst Saturday of the year. Basically, like, thanks a fucking lot. That's wow. kind of how I read it. Like, this is supposed to be Small Business Saturday, and this was our worst small business, or our worst Saturday of the entire year. Wow. It's got to be tough, man. It's, got, it's tough to have a brewery, as we're seeing, but then also, if you're a brew pub, it's got to be even tougher, you know? So, that's too bad. Right, and you know, um, Hubbard's Cave, Open Outcry, it is great when it's nice out. Oh, yeah, they got a lot of space. And they do the barbecue thing, the fucking garage doors go up. Right, and oh, they can people entertain. have their kids like running around there, which is yeah. great. When it's not nice, I, do, I wouldn't bring my kid there. Like, at least when it's outside, they can run around. It's like, oh, yeah. You're really leaning on the locals at that point because this is Niles. Right. The largest suburb of all time. Yeah. You've ever been, I've been to Niles and Miles goes for days. Miles is a very big suburb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, in the summer, I'm down for going. Like, I would think Sketchbook may have a similar problem in Skokie there, where in the summertime, families out there, everyone's having just a good time. It gets a little cold. I don't, it's sort of like, do you want to go sit inside at the brewery? They got the um, they got the they got fire pits and shit. Um, yeah, it's tough, and it, you know, uh, well, it's, that's that's the nature of summer anyway. Right. Summer's all about the destinations. Like, let's go on, a, yeah. let's let's go romp and hit three or four spots, and you're not doing that shit, you know. Right. So now you're lo- if you're the local brewery that's you know killing it in the summer, it's like, well, how do we how do we kill it in the winter? How do we get people that are close to just come out? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, dude, I live the closest breweries next to me are um, Rev and uh, Metro, and I'm I'm at, I'm at Rev a lot, but I, I mean, but you know, I wouldn't say like like a huge lot amount. Okay, you know, but I'm there for the Deepwoods Fridays. I'm there. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm there four times at least four times a year. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and that's the closest brewery to me, and that's Rev, and I barely I go four times a year. Well, so. look, Eris uh, isn't that far. They have pretty good food. I don't know, maybe once a year. I haven't been to Harris in a while. And so, I, I, I don't know how you get people to come out because even I'm not going to these places. It's not a proximity thing. It could be close as hell. Yeah. And you're, still not, you're just not going. What is, I don't know what that is. And this is a small sample size, just me and Brad. But, yeah. Uh, but then we heard another brewery was closing, which uh, kind of surprised they're still open. Steam Hollow. Um, that's down in, um, it's not Kankakee, but it's one of these suburbs near Kankakee. Right. And they got... Are we even calling them suburbs? Because that's pretty far down there. That's like Kankakee County. You're not in Cook County. You're not in Will County. Right. You're in Kankakee County, so you're out... Indiana. You're out yonder. Yeah. They uh, got in trouble, and they probably should have closed before when they basically were like, George Floyd stuff was made up. Yeah, it was all fake. fake. And, um, yeah. I think they also... Were these the ones that yelled at some pro people on the like a 
protest or something. I believe it. Something like that. So Steam Hollow. Yeah. I think uh, Josh Riley was out there. They made a beer for his kid. Okay. So they had a beer at Penelope. Penelope Penny. Pen- Penelope's a cool name, side note. I like to, I just like the name Penelope. That's a cool yeah. name. Um, yeah, so he, he talked me into going out there once. So I ran out of gas coming back. That's how you get talked into crazy things. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone to that thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> so they're yeah. they're closing, which I'd never been. You said you were there that one time, but then after, you know, all of that, it was like I have no business going there now. Yeah, we just had to just shake our head and just act like we never went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're closing. I don't know how much they will be missed. Well, that's fair. Really? It's a fair assessment. And then you mentioned Metro. You know, they're still closing. Would you stop with the fucking... But... <laughs> Would you stop? Uh, I like Metro. I like and Metro. It makes me. I don't know. Sometimes you bring it up, and I wonder if you. How fucking uh, do you even like them? Sometimes I, like I wonder. Them. I like Doug. Okay. I like Tracy. Okay. Uh, they were like one of these first wave of craft beer. They're, they're the most important of these closers. It's a fucking heartbreaking. You know, Randy Mosher did their fucking logo. This yeah. is sad. It's. I think I was. I was there recently, and it was like a lot of feelings of like. I'm not like I think I said on the last show. I'm like I'm not surprised. I'm not greatly shocked this is closing, but it's also like uh, it's gonna suck. This isn't here anymore, or this isn't a thing of metropolitan. Isn't a place in Chicago craft beer anymore. And that space is gorgeous. Right. It's a goddamn shame. It's a goddamn fucking shame. Yeah. Um, but then I heard from someone that the bartender there said a brewery is already. Coming in. What we do on the show, if you hadn't picked it up, is we speculate wildly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rumor from a rumor. And Word on who said this? The streets. <laughs> and I think Nick and I have already mentioned that we can only, like, uh, Maplewood is, seems like, the, the logical line. choice, right? They are still uh, brewing beer at Great Central right. and Optic, or... Octo- Octopi up Octopi. in uh, Wisconsin. They're doing that. Bring it all fucking in house. We, I gambled. I'm not a gambling man, but had I gambled on the um, the old Goose Barrel Warehouse that uh, Old Irving moved into, I would my money would have gone on uh, that being Maplewood. Right. So my fake money is still going on. If this if the brewery's going into Metro, my money's on Maplewood. I'm, yeah. I'm riding down. The only. <clears throat> Issue with that is they're already part of the Brewers Triangle, <laughs> so they can't be two points on the triangle. That's funny. Uh, and then uh, someone threw out when I mentioned this, someone else like Dovetail. Mm. The old Dovetail, right? Another lager brewery, although they won't. They'll tell you they're not a lager brewery. Um, I like Dovetail. And a dovetail had a proper German food hall on the river with the boat and the barbecue joint and the events that go on and the uh, and the and the distillery and the coffee shop. It makes uh, total fucking sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but to go into that space, you need to be you need to have the cash. And would dovetail shut down the beguile neighborhood spot? Yeah. As a fan, we were saying this earlier, as a fan, 
I would like to see them maybe have a second location, sure. Because, you know, they're selling quaffable German lagers. Kind of the second, it's like a half acre kind of having two locations. Really. These are fairly close together. Um, yes. Also that. Um, but then if Dovetail moves, you remove the magic of the festiversary. Right. The October one and then the summer one, which is even better than the October one. You know, that there's a magic there. And it, even to the point where, like, uh, Friday Night Flights... The very last Friday Night Flights of the season was there, and that kind of felt like Oktoberfest anniversary, like they, because Dovetail and uh, uh, Beguile are a block apart. Yeah, you know, you often hit them both, like you did. You know, like that is such a killer combo. It's the best one-two step, right? What's a better one-two step than Beguile and uh, Dovetail? There probably is one. You, some people might tell you it's Cruz Blanca and Haymarket. Spiteful half acre. It's it pretty might, nice in the summer. You know, you, I might, you might go spite. I don't think that's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's up there. Right. It's just a very fun thing. And if they move, then then that's gone. And that would suck because I I go to that party every time it happens. Right. So someone else would hopefully move into that space, another brewery. But this is that's a lot of brewery. Kings brewery. and comics. <laughs> <laughs> Forbidden root again. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the three peat. Yeah. That was the other stop we almost could have gone on. Oh, cultivate. And then we were all like, nah. I don't I think uh one of the other people they had recently been to cultivate and like I don't know what these beers are. I don't think they know what beers they make. Like they are weird beers a little bit. There's that 12% rosé. There's the purple pills. There's these hazies that are, at this point, just okay. They um they have a lot of kettle sours. They do some okay stuff. The okay's lager. They have an okay's vanilla lager, sweater weather. Right. Hoodie weather. I think. But they're sort of like all over the place. They make a lot of beer, and they make a lot of... Um, less than normal interpretations of the mm-hmm. beer, yeah. And then they got this uh, little speakeasy tap room around the corner, which is just a private event space now. Oh, so when it opened, it was for uh, guest drafts. Yeah. So they would have like these small drops of like fun big boy beers yeah. from across so the country. Now anyone can kind of rent it out for a party or something like that, and that's what it's used for now. It's a nice space. Yeah, a, a lot of their um. I mean, are you going... Band of Bohemia makes sense, because Band of Bohemia was a Michelin-star restaurant, and they're like, listen, we make weird-ass beers, and they go with these fucking fine-dining foods. And I don't think Forbidden Roots doing that exact same thing. Forbidden Roots doing something else, and it's like... And you have some weird beers. Yeah, and are they here... I don't know if they complement the food, and I don't know if the food's a draw. When you go into that space where the food was the draw, it's kind of hard to... That's a, that's a tall that's a tall mountain to climb, like... This Michelin star joint was in here doing this, and we're doing something very similar, just not as good. Right. If the Michelin star restaurant couldn't make it, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. Not I'm, to say that. There we go. No, but we're just we're trying to figure out, like, you know, where we... Because on the show, we're just like, every week, you think about where can I go. Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about when you when you start thinking about places to go. You, you start talking yourself out of places like Cultivate, unfortunately, even though... There's some stuff there I like. 
I would, yeah. If they were open later, I would go. Like, let's mm-hmm. close things down. Go there like as two two a.m. joint. Okay. I would go there for that. Mm-hmm. But you only have a couple weeks for Metro now. Um. Yeah, because uh, it's December's Seven, coming up soon. Seventeenth, I want to say. And yeah, I think so. The tenth. I think so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Goose Island Claiborne. We're trying to get there for an interview, but they don't want us. I don't think and... they're fucking with us. I don't know what we oh, did. Oh yeah, we're drinking all these stouts. We forgot to mention you know Black Friday happened. Black Friday. Goose Island Black Friday. Yeah. I've seen um... people post pictures that. They are all in the stores. You can just walk into Binnie's and buy that any make, of them. That makes sense to me. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, there were six this year, no no barley wines, all okay. stouts. Um, and I did have a friend send me a picture from Boston, Maine area. Wednesday night, he had a Bourbon County stout. So they were already selling them. Oh, Black they were Friday. selling them Black Wednesday. They were already out there in the stores. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought this up. I love, I love Facebook groups and black, the Bourbon County groups are the best because everybody hates everything. It's really good. Okay, yeah. Uh, but the, the two, uh, extended aging ones, so the, the Angels Envy and the Eagle Rare, the harder ones to get. Yeah. They come in a fancy box. They're, um, some places are selling for like 36 bucks, 40, let's say 40 bucks. So that's 40 bucks for a bottle of beer. Right. And then the other ones, you know, backyard and all the variants, 20, 24. Okay. $24 for a bottle of beer. Right. Um, one thing we were hanging out with the Rev guys, um, they were saying, like, you know, when they introduced a can format in 2016, up until now, they've never changed the price. So, you know, oh, you, sure. you can go get, you know, their, their, the best example of what they do, whether it's VSOJ or double barrel this four pack. 50 bucks. And it's kind of always been that way. Where like it should be more. That's kind of what they were trying to say. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Two things there. A, thank you for having a, a decent price for a four pack. But then also the format of the 12 ounce. It's like, well, me and Brad, you know, I get a, I get a brick of them. You can break them up. You can drink one. You can, you can sell one. Right. But then you got the Goose uh, 16.9 ounce can, uh, bottle. It's it's gorgeous. It's a glorious fucking bottle. When you open it, you got to commit to drinking all of it. Right. And like I could take one of these on a on a on a stressful day. You could take one of these to the face and be good. You're not doing that with a sixteen ounce. You're not doing that with your seventeen ounce yeah. Bourbon County. So it's interesting to see the philosophies there. Yeah, always the Bourbon County. Maybe regular Bourbon County doesn't feel like that, but the rest feel like I need to share this with someone, and this needs to be. Not necessarily a special occasion, but this needs to be a reason for yeah. me to take this out. You almost rule it out as a reason to open it any time. But with these, even the most special ones, I'm like, and then it come like, out. Oh, let's try this one. Right they now. come out more often, and you, they're in a smaller format. I think it's just a. This is the best barrel program in town. I think. Right. Yeah. So they're telling you they're going to be more expensive <laughs> at some point. I hope not, man. I hope it's not. stuff like that, uh, and I've you. Know, off tangent but people you know often bitch about video games and it's like video games have been 40 to 60 dollars my entire life yeah and people complain about the prices it's like that game should be a hundred dollars yeah. today no question so a four pack that was 50 dollars when it started it should probably they should 
be pushing 60 for that, but then what's the pushback on it, right? As people drink less, they got to move the they got to move the product. They move the product. They got to move this product. <laughs> hey, there you know, this is good and I won't ramble. I'll try not to, but they're they're protecting beer integrity. Like, okay, and I'll give you an example like um you're talking about video games, you know, we talk about we talk about whiskey earlier. You know, Buffalo Trace is making a ton. They they they're uh, new warehouses every year. Okay. You know they they you know there are twenty new warehouses in in ten years. They're trying to really ramp up so they can flood places like you know Japan and Scotland and all this shit. Oh, but anyway, uh, we talked about how bourbon fell on its ass in the seventies. So their argument is: listen, we are sitting on a mountain of whiskey, so we're not changing the price. So Weller twelve. And Pappy Twelve, these products are gonna be thirty dollars, forty dollars from now until forever. Buffalo Trace is gonna be a twenty-five dollar whiskey the entire ride because we're protecting your ability to access it. Right, that's just and as important. We don't want to get stuck with this, and we don't want to get stuck with it. So even though Rev should be charging more, I for one, I'm glad they're not because it's it's kind of making it. It'll always make it accessible for everybody, and not everybody's playing in that space. Right. Other people are trying to get the most they can out of it. Because so. when you see, like, you know, we talked about for a while, like, Mars cans, they always seem more expensive. Yeah. I think they've come down a little bit in their prices. They had to compete with the market. But, yeah, beer, when it gets over 20 bucks for a four-pack, you're like, I don't know if I want that. I'm about to go get a margarita. Yeah. Fuck this beer. <laughs> right? That's, that's how you feel. Four hazies or I can... Throw another twenty bucks and get a Rev four pack, and you know. So. So yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting to just see how it all plays out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. more places are closing. There's still a month left of the year. Like I don't know, are any anyone else gonna fall? Uh, hopefully not. Thank you. Hopefully not. Sometimes I wonder what we're doing here, Brad. I'm like, are we? <laughs> it, well, it means like less. <laughs> Places we have to try to go to. Yeah, I might. I <laughs> there's might. Too many moors and too many moors and altars. Who was it that said that uh, moors is the chilies of fucking craft beer? Who said this? Some that came up recently. So yeah. altars, the Applebee's. Right, chilies and Applebee's. Right? <laughs> Please plug and play. I might try to go to Cultivate and just see if I'm if I got them all wrong. I might sit at the bar, get a small plate, grab a couple. The burger beers. is good. Oh, they the do. The burger is good. Uh, they do have a nice burger. Yeah. I might do that this weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to make it to. I think there's like, a, we missed a Bubble House anniversary party. I think they're doing stuff out of their space. They got the pizza phone up. They got the pizza phone. Yeah. Like, I kind of, <laughs> I want to go one we, to we that. We were there when the pizza phone was just a dream. I want to go to that pizza place that's out that way, though. Oh, uh, um, Kim's uncle. Kim's uncle. But yeah. then I also want to use this pizza phone at. So I need to, like, go out for a pizza day out there. Man. That's a good romp. That's a good one. Oh, uh, yeah, because I wonder if you can get Kim's uncle on the pizza phone. Just... No, it's one place. Oh. Oh, who's the place? I forget. I don't know either. No, it's just like, it's like a bat. It's like a, you call you know, a bat and, phone. And... You pick it up, it rings there. There's no, you can't even dial. I love this. 
So yeah, they they celebrated the anniversary. So yeah. Oh yeah, cheers to them. I think um, because I don't think we've had as many guests this year. Other guests we've had. That might have been the most fun. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fucking fun, man. It was so fun. Yeah, likable guys, good beer. Fucking Lyle, Illinois. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, well, we almost know. We didn't even come close. We're like halfway through. See, look at this. Their their beers are big beers that need to be shared, and it, they're tough. Uh, but they're both delicious, so we're gonna keep sipping on these. But we're just gonna ramble. Yeah, we've been. If we don't hit end, we should. Yeah, we should exit, man. All right, Uh, that's gonna do it. We uh, got a few more episodes to close out the end of the year, but we should be back next week. Take care. Cheers.